I'm going to create a blooper reel so that people can see what a mess this is. Dude, I feel trapped in this corner. Now remember to stare at me, the camera, and not I don't the like. I got to stare at the computer. So, okay. Before we get going, because this is going to be a great part of the podcast, let's it. do an I introduction. Got I, got I got it. I'm going to stack some Air Jordan boxes. It'll be perfect. Hold on. It's the Brian and Matt show. Matt's got a mullet. Brian's got a big ass beard. You can pull it. It's the Brian and Matt show. With all things insurance and random tomfoolery. The Brian and Matt show. Let me just start this thing so we can get into this. What are we even talking about? Everything. Anything. Hmm. All right. Here we go. Welcome to this edition of the Matt and Brian show. I'm joined with Brian Blair. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Setting up Brian's shit was such a disaster. I have so much rage inside of me. And if you could see what his computer set up, it was. (sighs) Well, you didn't tell me I was remodeling my entire office for this. You didn't even remodel. You just moved a table. I had to reorganize my whole office. I had to buy this Red Bull fridge. Well, I had to move all the Air Jordans. I had to move my wife's desk. She doesn't know that yet. So that one's going to be fun. I don't know. I was just, it's a mess. And then when I'm done, guess what I get to do? Leave I get to it. Move it all. I get to Leave move it. it all back. I get to move it all back. Leave everything as is, except for now, you know exactly how to set it up again. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to set this up in my closet. Just leave it. That's where you live is your closet. You live in the you, closet. You know what I want? Have you seen those guys that take the um, like the Home Depot or the Lowe's sheds and like turn them into like man caves in the backyard? I was going to do that in my yard, actually, before I got this office space. I was going to build this like 14 foot long by like nine foot wide space in my yard off of my deck. What, so th- were, what, what would you have had in the shed, though? It would like, have been my would office. Have it would Outside. Outside. But it'd be mm. inside because it would have been a building, but it just yeah. needed to be away from the screaming kids. Yeah. But then I said, do I really want to spend freaking $5,000 building this awesome office next to my house? And then I end up moving. And then you spent the entire weekend with your five children and you were like, hell yeah, I want to spend it. And get the hell out of here. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> yeah. That place is a freaking disaster. I can't, oh. I, it's, it's too much, but yeah, so welcome to the first podcast, episode 001. Ooh, feels good. Are we going to call them episode shows? What do we want to call them? We should call them shit show number one. <laughs> shit show number one. <laughs> oh, man, just you setting up. I, we should have just done the whole first podcast of you setting up stuff. Brian, okay, if you're listening and you open up things that you get from Amazon or you get like really nice expensive stuff and they send you the boxes do you open up the boxes like a freaking gorilla that is ripping apart the boxes or do you delicately cut the tape and you open it up nice and then you slide out the individual package that's inside the package and then you open that up again gently and then you re-put all of the material that you opened up back in the box and then you close it after you got all your stuff in or are you like brian who literally was just ripping these boxes apart and it was physically destroying my OCD because every time I'd done with a box, I put all the stuff back in the exact way it came, 
I put the wrapping in there and then I closed the box and then I put it in the garage so that my my father who lives next door to me, he does all of our he does all of our recycling runs for garb for boxes and whatnot, because we don't recycle where I'm from. And he takes all the cardboard away and it just magically magically disappears from my garage every few days. I feel like they wouldn't make boxes out of cardboard if they weren't meant to be ripped. They're meant to be able to like, be returned. If they didn't want me to rip it, send it in a damn wood box. Can't rip wood. You sure try. You could try. <laughs> well, no, this microphone, it was it was a box inside of a box inside of a box. Okay, that's your first. No, no, no. Here's here's the box. It was the no box it was shipped boxes. in. It was no. box it was yeah. shipped in. Then yep. it was the sleeve that the interior box is in, which is and graphics. The sleeve wouldn't come out. It wouldn't come out. It, it does come out because I've opened multiple of them. Well, mine didn't. I almost flew out to set this up because I knew it'd be <laughs> such a disaster. It would have been money well spent if you did. It would have God, God. I need to buy you a TV on a tripod so you don't have to move your freaking computer every time. That would be good. And then you that have just a good. TV in the middle of your living room. That's probably the room. only one of these that I'm going to do, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to this edition of the Matt and Brian show. We got the tomfoolery out of the way early. What are we even going to talk about? We haven't even discussed it. We're like, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Well, we and were told like, we should do a podcast. Yeah. And I agreed we should do a podcast for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the biggest things that we want to go over that we have found that agents aren't good at is processes, systems, technology, um, committing to different processes and systems. We found that agents, and I was thinking about this today when I was driving. So you've got Ariel in your office. Both me and Brian are also insurance agents. Um, we're both captive, so don't hold it against us. But we're, we're both insurance agents as well. And um, I was thinking on my way in, one of the hardest things that I have with processes as an insurance agent who's also running his business and doesn't have an office, office manager or staff is we get pulled around in a lot of different directions throughout the day. Like I was just on a two hour long underwriter support call and chat. It started out as a chat, turned into a phone call because it was such a mess. And one of the hardest pro pro problems that I found with processes is it's hard to do them consistently when you're also trying to run the business. It is hard when you have a system or a tool that is supposed to help you solve your process problem. And for, for those of you that don't really know what a process is, it's really straightforward. It's just, hey, if A happens, B happens, C happens, D happens, if I get a quote, a happens, I email the quote out initially, and then B happens, I follow up with that quote a few hours later to make sure they got it. Then C happens, I check in on that quote the next day. Then D happens, I text them that following day. Just a process of when when the domino falls, what are the other dominoes that happen after that? And usually insurance agents don't have those other dominoes planned. And if they do, they're manual, or if they do, their staff supposed to do them. And I was thinking when I was driving in, it's harder for a single solo agent who's trying to manage growth retention bring in new clients write new business also met like continue to track their things correctly processes do become a bear to handle but when you invest in doing any process as you get going through it it does you do get to that light at the end of the tunnel where it's like this is why i did this yeah <clears throat> i think a lot of agents I feel like they know what they want their process to be, and they might even have it mapped out, 
but they don't trust their own process to use it all the time. You know, like I think in the, and I've, I've done this before too, where, well, this is a different, this is a one-off situation, or this is, you know, this is a special client or it starts at the very beginning. Tell me if this has ever happened to you. It starts at the beginning where the lender or the realtor gives them your personal cell phone. And so it's like, well, do I want to try to switch numbers on them right now? Or do I just want to keep doing this manually for this one guy? Well, then that one person turns into five, 10, 15 more. And now you've got a different process for those people as you do the people that come in the normal way. And so being able to have the, um, the self-discipline to say, hey, Bob, you know, I'm, I'm glad Tim sent you over my way. I'm going to roll this conversation over to my business line and we'll go from there. And, you know, and sometimes I just think it's tough. I think, I think agents know the process they want. They just haven't committed to the process a hundred percent. Correct. So some of the things we're going to be going over on this podcast over the, the course of its, you know, life is we are really going to hone in on processes, systems, tools, um, effectiveness of certain areas of your agency, efficiency of other areas of your agency, going, bringing in big names into the insurance industry that have a lot of weight in certain conversations, bringing in actual agents that do things really, really well in their niche, whether it be giveaways, whether it be marketing, whether it be generating opportunity or leads, whatever that niche is, or office culture and staffing and management we're going to bring in different people to talk about all those things. It's going to be a bit of a mess when we kind of go down these rabbit holes, that, which is us. But this is going to be a, a podcast, not necessarily just about automation itself. It's going to have some automation bleed through a lot of our conversations because that's what we're really, we're really good at is automating processes and systems. But we're going to be trying and focusing on bringing you guys a lot of value in practical things you can do in your agency. So when I was driving into the office this morning thinking about it I was thinking about man it, it's especially if you have staff especially if you have staff we ever since I mean agents that were running their office um quoting trackers what quotes are out there and they're running it on a whiteboard or they're running it on an excel spreadsheet which is in my opinion better than a whiteboard because at least it's mobile um, agencies that were running their stuff off their production stuff off of whiteboards, the second COVID hit, they had no clue what was going on in their office, you know, and having something that is similar to a whiteboard that is tracking what is going on in your agency that can be viewed from anywhere in the world by any of your service reps make, makes managing your team significantly easier and it makes hitting your goals and your production and making sure your service work is on point. It makes it more attainable. So when I always think of systems and tools and processes, I think of, of how can I, and none of these things should take you out of the agency, take your, you know, your, your feel of your agency, how good your customer service is, the, the family feel or the friendly feel of your agency. None of these things should, should take away from that. None of these things should, None of your tools or systems or processes should take you off of the phone from actually manually still following up with people. You still got to do your job, right? And when we talk about processes, it's really just creating a an agency that can function fluidly through multiple team members under one universal channel so that everybody can function 
better because there's nothing worse. And we do this all the time too. In, in, in what we do outside of the, outside of our agencies is we step on each other's conversations fluidly when a user will reach out to, to us for help in, in what they're doing. And they'll email one email account and then a contact us page, and then also send a Facebook messenger. And we're all, both of us communicating with the same person in stepping on each other, right. On the conversations of, Oh, I actually already talked to them. And you're like, well, I'm actually talking to them right now. And part of having a cohesive process of how do, how do my customers come into my agency for help? And what is the, who's my gate gatekeeper on that? So that we're not stepping on each other's toes and making ourselves look maybe not as um, good as we really are, or we're showing them a breakdown in our system or communication. Right. And we always want to stray away from having our customers feel like, are they talking to each other? Do they know what's going on? Because I already sent this information over. Right. <clears throat> you remember back in the day when processes used to be, like when I did it, it was, we only had um, a silver sky email and I would get a lot of lender referrals. I would send out a lot of quotes, all that stuff. And <clears throat> actually my first, my first taste of automation was just creating uh, email signatures with the body of what I wanted to say every single time pre-typed. And then all I would do is delete, 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 fill in the dwelling amount, delete, 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 fill in the deductible, put in the customer's name. That way everything was on, you know, not autopilot, but it was consistent across the board and how fast things have changed and gotten and I think COVID was the turbocharger for, for the change. I really do. I think a lot of people knew that they were not prepared to run an agency in that environment. And yeah, when you're not able to micromanage your team and you realize, right. oh shoot, I was micromanaging it and I didn't know. Right. That changes a lot of perspective. And and one of the goals we're going to have on this uh, for the life of this podcast is really honing in on specific things in our agency that we want to attack, attack or dress or do other things in our business. Um, and we're going to be focusing on those kind of key points. Um, for all of us that do know us, me and Brian are partners with Agency Elephant. We, uh, we run the automation communication software over there. So you might hear us talking about that when we talk about users or systems or clients or whatnot. Um, that's one of the other things that we do. Um, so if you're familiar with us from over there, perfect. If not, um, that's a little intro to who we are. How long have you been a farmer's agent, Brian? I think I'm in my eighth year, soon to be ninth. Okay. And how is that? You're, you're, you're the same boat, right? Yeah, seven to eight years. I'm coming <clears throat> into my eighth year yeah. now. Um, I just stumbled across, um, I stumbled across something from when I started my agency back in 2015. I stumbled across like a, a life insurance thing that came across my desk from one of my accounts. And I was like, Oh shoot, 2015. That was one of my, it was one of my first, that was my first year in the insurance industry. And I was like, man, that was a freaking long time ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I feel like insurance agents age in dog years. <sighs> that kind of hurts because you know, I've aged really horribly over the last year and a half. Dude, so have <laughs> I. If you look at pictures of myself, I'm like, Oh, who's that young, you know, strapping, strapping, handsome man hunk. that looks like that he has, you know, the world by the horns and he just has a bright future in front of him. 
And then I look Not at my you. <laughs> nope. Then I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell happened to you? Where did these yeah. wrinkles come from? Yeah, I think um, you know, for me leaving the corporate world, cellular corporate world and coming over the um the residual income for me was the big motivator, right? I like the idea because we didn't have that in cellular. If you activated a, a four-line household, that's four new business, but you didn't get anything six months from then, a year from then. It was like one and done, right? So like every first of the month, everyone was hungry again because the, the kill what you eat, right? There was no residual. So that was half the battle for me was like, hey, I like this model. I like this residual idea. But what they don't tell you is you're going to limit out really quickly in a residual model base, like, like insurance, if you don't have some sort of game plan to scale, you know, like I, I mentioned this in, in soup live when we were down in Arlington, I had to retrain my clients after a few years that, Hey, Ariel is the office manager. She can handle this stuff. They used to just call in and say, Hey, I need to talk to Brian. And they'd be like, well, what exactly do you need? Maybe I can help you. Oh, I just need to, you know, I need a copy of my ID cards or I need to change a, mor a mortgagee or lien holder, whatever it was. And then they got used to her. And then it was on to the next one. Now we have someone else answering our phones. And so just that constant retraining and re redoing your processes as you scale. I don't think a lot of agents do that. It's always been, and, and you remember from the days of training when we started, it was, all right, you need one CSR for every thousand policies. You need, you know, one full-time marketer that just markets. You need three people doing quotes and selling. And you're like, bro, I'm a scratch agent. When do I eat? Yeah. How do I eat? <laughs> Where do I eat? Because my like, home, I can't pay for it. Like, hey, man, the dollar menu only gets you so far. And the dollar right? menu is a joke nowadays. I don't even want to get on that subject. It's like a $7 menu. It sucks. <laughs> it's like a $10 menu. They just took, they moved the decimal point over. We were we were on vacation and we um we were in Costa Mesa and we pulled in just at lunchtime and we went to stop at McDonald's to grab lunch before we went to the hotel or the the villas we were staying at and uh, we had a call scheduled at like three o'clock that afternoon we had some stuff we had to get done right when I got there so I was like hey we don't got time to like go buy food let's just go get some happy meals and whatnot and I was like dude son of a gun getting happy meals and McNuggets for me and my wife was like $65. And I was like, dude, this is a freaking mess. Well, you do have a lot of mouths to feed. A lot of mouths to feed. It doesn't help when they vomit the whole trip and they're yeah, extra hungry. Good. Dude, I saw a post. I don't remember. It was someone in the insurance field. I, I could have swore it was just yesterday. And it was a bag of McDonald's and someone stapled it shut and wrote the year, like the date they bought it. Yeah. It was, it was like, did you see that? No. Dude, it was like 2014 and they opened it up and there wasn't any mold. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like, it looked the exact same. I had somebody today, do that in college with an interview, like a, oh. like a presentation. They had one from like eight years prior and it would looked exactly the same. I would have ate it that day. That's ridiculous. That's why I skipped McDonald's and went for Taco John's today. I'm proud of you. I haven't yeah. ate lunch. Eating healthy. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so um, this is going to be our little short intro uh, to our podcast. We're going to have a couple guests come on next, um, and we're going to focus on some of the things that they're really good at. Some of our guests to expect coming up is we're going to have Charles McDade come on, 
and we're going to interview him about processes and how to get your agency to a hundred Google reviews in a year. He did it in significantly less than a year. Um, how to do that effectively how to set up your agency. He really did a good job when he, when he came on as an independent agent. Um, and he came out the gates hot writing hundreds of thousands of premium in the first few months. And then he took a st significant step back, understanding that he's going to be scaling and his processes weren't in place and he really built out all of his processes. So when he hires and brings people on, it's seamless. So we're going to interview him about that and how we did that to give you guys some practical help. We're also going to be interviewing Ron Wadley coming up here shortly on um, branding yourself is kind of the theme that we're going to be looking at. If you don't know Ron Wadley, he is Uncle Ron in Insurance Soup. We're going to be interviewing him on branding yourself and your agency. He's done an incredible job in his local market branding himself, what he's into, focusing on you know, the cycling and basketball world and all of that. And how does he use those to brand himself? Um, we're going to interview Mike and CJ Hudson pillar, uh, Michael McCormick and CJ Hudson pillar. If you don't know them, they are also, um, in insurance soups partners over at CAC. We're going to talk to them about marketing, about technology and some of the changes they've seen in marketing and Facebook ads and all of that and how it's changed significantly in the last few years just due to new technology facebook messenger bots and all of that stuff we're going to interview them about um, some of that stuff and then we have some few other interviews we've scheduled we're going to be interviewing uh jack jameson as well coming up and we're going to be talking obviously about life insurance with him and get a little peek behind the curtain of who jack is we see a lot of him upstage but it's a lot more to him than a lot of people understand or realize uh, really good guy so we're going to be focused on bringing some people in. You'll see me and Brian um, doing these every now and again individually to talk about subjects that we're passionate about that we can bring value on. Um, whole point is to bring value to you guys, right? We're going to start with really practical things. Make sure you're taking something away to your agencies, whether you're an agency owner, producer, CSR, staff member, doesn't matter. It's going to be a lot to take away. Um, if you're if you work in an agency and you're a producer or an agent or CSR. You really have a good a good pulse on what's working well in the agency from the service standpoint or the process breakdown or some of the um, areas of frustration in the agency from what you're doing that maybe the owner may not be as aware of because they're not dealing with it as frequently. Um, if I was an agency owner and I didn't have to deal with, you know, I mean, I am an agency owner, but if I had staff and I didn't have to deal with um, chat requests and underwriting reviews and all these things, I wouldn't know. And I'd look at my, my business and I'd say, guys, why are we, why are we getting so much less done in the day? Like the last eight months we have been so, we've been so unproductive compared to how we were previously. It's because I wouldn't have a good pulse on what's going on in the background that these chats are taking up 75% more of our time. These underwriting issues and system issues are taking up significantly more percentage of our time, which is causing us to be less productive. So you at the front line have a really good pulse on what's going on and what's working well and what's not working well from the day-to-day -day stuff. So try to take some of this away and implement either on your own, bring it to your team, roundtable it together. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about how to put more money in all of our pockets. I mean, one of the things that I said at Soup Live, which I didn't think really anybody would resonate with, I didn't really think about it when I said it, but I had probably 20 agents come up to me and say that that was exactly their goal in their agency. 
And I don't know if it's, I've been thinking about it all morning. I don't know if it's the right way to look at it, but it is when you come at it from a different angle. So what I said at Soup Live was I want to work as little as physically possible to make as much money as I possibly can out of my agency. Not meaning that I'm lazy or not meaning that I don't want to work or I don't want to grow, but I want to work in my agency as little as possible. You don't want to deal with shit that should have been prevented because of yes. whatever reason. I don't want to just accept that my business is going to every day be like a chicken with its head cut off, running from fire to fire to fire. I want to take ownership over that. And us as agency owners and also as staff members, there is some ownership that you should have over what your day looks like. You know, yes, if you are an employee, there are certain things that you have to do. But if you can get those things done in a more effective and a more efficient manner that makes your job more enjoyable, shouldn't that be something you have the ability to speak into or, or, or look at, right? So we're trying to find a way that all of us can work as physically less in the areas of the agency that are numbing and soul crushing to work in and spend as little time as possible to make as much money as possible. And the more freed up time you have, the more time you have to prospect to market, to network, to do those luncheons that you always wanted to do, go to go to those realtor meetings that you've always wanted to do, but you can't because you know if you go on Wednesday morning, you come in, your day's ruined, right? To do all of those types of things, the the more you free up your time and the more your processes get honed in, the more money you're able to make and the less work you feel like you're doing because if I'm checking out of here at 1 p.m. to go to a realtor or a lender function, and it's freaking happy hour and we're hanging out all afternoon or we're golfing. I don't feel like I'm freaking working, right. you know? And so that's when I look at it from that angle. Um, it's not necessarily just a, I want to work as little as physically possible to make as much money as possible and sit at home and watch TV and go freaking smoke some doobies and do whatever the hell I want. Episode, shit show episode number one, doobies. <laughs> Oh God, you know, that's not really, that's not really the goal with that mindset. The goal with that right. mindset is I want to free up some time to do the things that I want to do. That's going to generate more revenue and opportunity. Well, I think people get, um, a, a, not a high, but like a, when you're, when you're working and you're producting, you're making progress. It feels good. Right. But when you're working and you're spinning your wheels, 60, 70, 80% of the day, it doesn't feel good. And in the back of your head, you know, there's a better way. Right. And that's where I think a lot of agents get stuck. Like, I don't want to retype the same email 900 times a year. I don't. I'm looking forward to showing up in the office Monday morning, first thing in the morning and right. calling all of my late pays. Well, I wouldn't go that far. That's, that's a little weird. Nobody, look nobody looks forward to that though. You know, like nobody wants yeah. to do that. Nobody wants to follow up on missing documents. No one wants to follow up on late pays. People don't mind following up on quotes for the most part because there's money involved. Typically when you're writing premium in the office, if if your agency structure is set up this way, kudos to your agency owner. Right. If you're writing premium, you should be getting some type of the cut, whether you're a CSR, whoever you are, the structure might be different if you're a CSR than a producer. There might be less of a cut if you're getting some type of salary, but you should be getting some type of cut, right? If you're bringing in premium to the agency and you're writing premium, and most people would rather spend time doing that, or maybe you're really good at networking. Maybe you're really good at building tools. Maybe you're a real big tech, you know, nerd and you, you write code and do other things and can do all these really interesting things to help the agency. And that's what brings you joy. 
you should be able to find a way, and you can. There's a hundred tools and systems out there to use to help uh, have a more efficient day. Um, and some of the things that we're going to go over when we have our one-on-ones, because we're going to wrap this up here in a second, when we have our one-on-one calls, is I'm going to talk about how I run my agency on less than 90 minutes a day on average. Some min- some days it's five minutes. Today I've spent at least three and a half hours in it. Today is not a slow day or an easy day for me because I've got a ton of mess I've got to deal with with underwriters and chats but most days i mean it's five to ten minutes and average of 90 a day and i've done that for the last year and a half now um still growing still bringing premium still have good retention and whatnot but me and brian are going to be talking about some of the things we're really good at and um brian's agency is significantly larger than mine mine's a very small agency we're going to be going over though that kind of stuff in this series if you will in the life of this podcast and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We're just giving you a little sample of what's to come. Um, and next podcast, we hope to have a good speaker on. We're not going to announce who it is because we're going to film it uh, later this week or um, later on in the afternoon. We're, we're going to get them on the line and figure out a good time to do that. Anything you want to close on? No. Um, I'm glad that we got this setup all done. and. God. Now I get to tear it all down because this is literally in my memorabilia room. At least you have cool doodads. I don't have anything. I have to buy doodads. If someone walked in right now, they would think I started a radio station in the house. (laughs) It's just weird. It's weird. Uh, I love that. Yeah. So we are looking forward to it. Um, This is going to be something that you'll see hit your guys' feed, hopefully, pretty frequently throughout the month. We're hoping to do it minimum one a week Hit you guys. So you have some content. One of the things I would be focused on a little homework for the next call. So you have some practical things to work on, um, develop a list of your agency of the things that you're responsible for and the things you manage in your agency, whether you're staff or the agency owner, a list of the processes that you manage and the things that you deal with every day should be able to go through in the theater of your mind, if you will, the thread of emails that you've had to deal with over the last week and a half, two weeks, and that'll give you a, a fairly good picture of the things you're responsible for and generate that list and take a look at it and say, Hey, do we have documented processes for the things that I deal with, or are the processes for the things that I deal with something that I have intuitively figured out and just run relatively the same way, hopefully every time, relatively the same structure to all of these things. Just shooting from the hip. That's all that is. Shooting from the hip, but you've come up with relatively what you think is a solid game plan to handle whatever you deal with, whether it's EOI requests or quote requests or all those kinds of things, you know, um, payment issues, you know, whatever the things are that you deal with, come up with a little list, jot down, you know, five to 10 things you're responsible for and really think about the processes you have for those. Maybe jot down some of the things you do for each of those or what your perfect world would look like if you did it right on all of those. And that would be a good start to evaluating your processes and your agency. And when we start there and go into the other calls, we're going to be breaking down that list. Um, We're going to be breaking down the processes we do from really everything in our agency, from re-quoting, from funnels, and from giveaways, and all that kind of stuff. So that'd be some good homework. Um, Other than that, we'll catch you on the next episode. We appreciate you guys spending a little bit of time with us, and we look forward to bringing our first, our first, what do you want to call them? 
I don't know. Cohort guest. Cohort. Cohort. Partner in crime. God, our first guest. Hopefully, it our isn't as <laughs> being on a call with us for an hour. We'll be bringing our first victim. Uh, yeah, we're gonna hope to. We're hoping to keep these between thirty and forty-five minutes. We may have some that go long if they get really good. We're going into some good stuff. Um, we, we might say naughty words sometimes. Yeah, I tried to. I tried to tone back the naughty words this call. If you noticed, maybe, maybe not a podcast to listen to with your kids in the car. Probably not. Probably yeah, not. Um, I hope you enjoyed our intro song. That'll give you a good feel for how this is going to look. <laughs> I'm so bad. Uh, all right, guys, we appreciate you. And uh, we'll touch base with you here shortly. See ya. It's the Brian and Matt show.